Hello, welcome to another episode of your favorite football podcast. I'm James, and alongside me, as always, is Raceland and Pat. And we'd like to start the show by saying we apologize for the uh, late recording. As a Thursday, we had all intentions of recording, but however, Pat had some things come up, and, and uh, my internet decided to not work. So one of the things about uh, this podcast is no internet, no recording. So we are here recording it on a Saturday, which... Uh, we don't intend to do too much, but here we are. Uh, we have to roll with the waves, as they say, roll with the flow, and uh, keep things going. So let's go ahead and start this episode by talking about the free agency market coming up, and it's coming pretty quickly. It starts, I believe, March 17th, so only a few weeks away. So, race one. Let's go ahead and start with you. Um, you know, any uh, any storylines that pop out to you when it comes to free agency? Um, other than the fact that it's I mean, we, we kind of know who's going to be tagged or who we think is going to be tagged. There's not a lot of free agent names that I could think of that will be. Um, I'm sorry, I, I, I clicked on something and something started playing in my headphones. Um, yeah, so outside of the, the, the whole franchise tagging thing and, and transition tagging, I don't, there's not a lot of free agency news. I think the biggest one right now would be. Where is JJ Watt going? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. There's a couple of teams in mind. I mean, we've already touched on this subject many a times, but right now it's believed that uh, the Titans and the Bills are the top two favorites. Now, me being a Cleveland fan, I hope that we make a run for them, but I don't want to spend too much money on them. Yeah, the thing with JJ why is if you read the reports there's some reports out there that he's going to be asking for quite a bit of money a one so, offer was already 15 to 16 million yeah. yes so if that's the case then the browns just knew i uh, know well the thing with that is if if he's if they're offering that but if that's the market he's really looking for he's not really ring chasing as we thought he as we thought he would be doing so i mean if the i if I'm the Titans, if I'm the Bills, I mean, you have other issues to fill that that you, that you can use to become a Super Bowl contender. I mean, the Bills were one game away, and the reason they didn't make it was, well, they didn't have a run game. So it really didn't help their defense that much. Um, if you're the Titans, you had a run game, but you, there are some spots you need to fill on the defensive side. But if you're going to – I mean, you could do that in free eight, I mean, for a cheaper value or in the draft. So – Fifteen million for JJ Watt. I think that time is long gone. I'd like to know the team that did that. I'd really like to know the team that did that. I know they haven't said anything. They they've kept everything pretty much hush hush regarding JJ Watt. So time out of the teams that we've heard that are interested in JJ Watt, the team that <laughs> there's really only one team that can afford that, and that's Cleveland. Yeah, I know. That because because I'm looking. So so so, who are the teams that are interested? So we've seen Pittsburgh, we've seen Cleveland, we've seen Tennessee, we've seen Green Bay, we've seen Buffalo. Yeah. Outside of all of those, Cleveland is the only one of in uh, double digits for cap space for next year. Cleveland has uh, 25 million, and the next team is Tennessee at five million. Right. Well, the thing is, we have a lot more that we need to fill, too. We can't just right, put right. 
stock it, but one guy, I understand it's J.J. Watt, that's great, but it ain't the same J.J. Watt anymore. We have to realize that. Right, so, okay, and I guess another question would be is, he's been offered this $15, $16 million contract. Is that $15, 16000000 over a few years, or is it $15, 16000000 million over a year or two? It sounds because like a year. Um, that's per year, oh, then well, then that Cleveland would be the only team that would afford him. If it's over the course of a couple years, I could see Tennessee maybe there. Um, Buffalo probably not. Buffalo's right after Tennessee with uh, three million, and then after that, everyone's in the negatives. Right. Okay, so, Green or Pittsburgh's negative seven seven million. Green Bay's negative five million. Uh, Minnesota, I've heard there's some maybe some interest. They're negative seven. I think with JJ Watt, I mean, if you're He's a good role player at this point. He's not going to be the guy to go in and be like a Miles Garrett or, you know, a guy that's your premier edge rusher or premier pass No, rusher. no. Um, right. It's going to be a third downer. I mean, he, he third down guy. He's get, he's Last year, I believe, he played a full season, which was the first time in a long time, it feels like. I mean, I don't know how correct that is. But he does have a lot of injury history. He's getting up there in age. And I'm sorry, but the production he had last year wasn't, you know – worth 15 to 16 million dollars no. um if you're the browns and if let's say the browns are the one that offered him that if you're the browns you can i mean you can go get ogan joby back because i believe he's a free agent yes. and also mm-hmm. if why won't you just keep olivier vernon around he's Is a free it, agent too so you can keep your guys and fill the gaps that you need to fill in the secondary and the linebacking crew but we do need another edge though we do need another so edge. And, that's, and that's fine but if, if so i think we don't bring back Vernon. We bring back Ogunjobi. Don't bring back Vernon. Well, they we can, can fran- they can franchise tag Ogunjobi. Right. Well, or Vernon. Now, I don't. I wouldn't. I don't see them keeping Vernon, no, especially not, if they want to try and go hard for JJ Watt. But if yeah, I don't know. That's, so I forgot about one team, and I don't know how I forgot. I, I mean, I kind of understand why because it's not really that believable but it kind of is so uh i typed in jj watt i typed in his name to see uh, what what is um what his uh stats have been for the past couple years and the first thing that pops up is from usa today they put an article about an hour ago uh from recording six reasons why jj watt could join the cardinals now going back to the salary the Cardinals are at $17 million. So the Cardinals also could have been the team to have said, okay, here's $15, $16 million. Now, there's more that they need to address. So you know, maybe they address that in, in, the, uh, in the draft. Maybe they try and restructure uh, a contract or two. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, he we just gave him a, an extension. The Cardinals did. So I don't think he'd be one to restructure. The one that would be to restructure would be probably Chandler Jones. So let me ask you this. As a Cardinals fan, how would you feel about that cap hit with J.J. Watt there? Um, yeah, I wouldn't hate it. Uh, but like James said, he, he can't really stay healthy for an entire season. His stats last year, last year didn't really warrant um, $15, 16000000 million, but... The Cardinals have made worse decisions. I mean, we traded up for Josh Rosen, and look at how that went. Yeah, and you hired Cliff. Well, 
Well, yeah. It, I, so looking at this this um, article from from USA Today, uh, the six reasons why it says defensive familiarity. Um, it says Watt was coached by Wade Phillips when he entered the league in 2011. Uh, Vince Joseph, who was the Cardinals' defensive coordinator, was a position coach for Houston when Watt began his career. So, so you re- reunite Watt with Vince Joseph. Um, the other defensive stars, such as Chandler Jones, Buda Baker, Byron Murphy. Um, the third one is he would likely get less double teamed in Arizona because they've got to also focus on guys like Jordan Phillips and Chandler Jones. So maybe his stats go up from there if he does sign with Arizona. He says he wants a good quarterback, and the Cardinals have Kyler Murray. They're an up-and-coming team. Uh, they have a, if if he can really be the JJ Watt what he was five six years ago, you know maybe the Cardinals make it back to the playoffs. And uh, it says for the last one is the players love Cliff Kingsbury. It says Cliff hasn't led the Cardinals to the playoffs yet, but he's won his players over. He does not criticize them publicly, and he's not too tough on them in practice. He keeps low, things low key, and players have said that they really enjoy playing for him and they respect him to the fullest. So. I mean, maybe maybe there's some something there with the Cardinals trying to get J.J. Watt. But again, for $15, $16 million, he'd almost have to be the J.J. Watt of six, seven years ago. And that's just not going to happen. Probably not. He's, he's 31 years old. Um, he's, he's not always getting double teamed, and he's still not making the plays that he should be. Right. So $15, $16 million for for one year with a declining number – Maybe, and then incentives could boost that back up. Yeah. But I don't know. 15, 16 million with, with the Cardinals at 17 million for cap next year. It doesn't leave a lot of room to fill other things that are needed. So I, if we get them, I'll be happy. If the Cardinals sign JJ Watt, I'll be extremely happy. But it's, it, again, that contract that's going to kill it. I think the only reason, like, a way I would sign a J.J. Watt, especially if I'm competing with a 15 to $16 million cap hit, is if I'm a team already in the playoffs, and that's the spot I need is a guy to come in on third down and provide a pass rush. And maybe right. if I, and, and, if I don't, and don't have other spots to fill, but for 15 to $16 million, I'm sorry, but a team like Arizona and even a team like Cleveland, that's not going to take you to the, to the Super Bowl. That's not going to take you – Further right, so the, the the one of the Cardinals' biggest issues last year, this past season, was that they didn't have that that rush to the quarterback uh, until um, uh, Dennis Garland came in towards the end of the season, and and he started really really performing. So because Chandler Jones got hurt, he had that bicep injury early on in the season, and just didn't. It, it, that that's when things really started to fall apart for the Cardinals then too, because they they didn't have that rusher that they needed that edge rusher. So right. if if we get JJ Watt in there, and and it was kind of the same case like uh, two years ago too. I mean, Chandler Jones is great, and he he led the or he was second in the league in in sacks, but it, again he can't do everything. True. Now I will agree that we we obviously Patrick Peterson. I'm, I'm telling you, if we do sign, if the Cardinals do sign uh, JJ Watt, 
the Cardinals really need to think about franchise tagging Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson's going. They've already agreed to terms that they were gonna. They both mutually agreed that they're leave. They're parting ways. Right. No, but, he said. He said that's not true. Uh, he, we'll he, he, he said he said on his podcast um, that he does, and he said that it it's not true. He said those are all dirty rumors. He said none of it's true. He said he hasn't really talked with the Cardinals too much. Well, that's not a good sign. If you haven't talked to the well, Cardinals, so so he said he's not. He did let me finish. He said he's not talking to the Cardinals right now because he's he's taking a break, and he does this every year. Every year after he cleans his locker and he goes home, he doesn't talk with really anybody from the team for for a few months after. Because he just he he wants to spend time with his family. He wants to get away from foot for uh, football. He wants to stay away from football for a little bit, spend time with his family. He doesn't want to think about it. So he says that's what keeps him going every year is because if he thought about football 24-7, even in the offseason, he said he didn't he doesn't think he'll uh, have a, a love for it anymore. So if you're if you're the Cardinals, all right, you got Larry Fitzgerald who's who knows what he's doing. Is, is he even officially coming back? I mean, is he retiring? What's the story with him? All we right. don't know. Yeah, we don't know yet. All right. Then you got Kenyon Drake, who's a free agent. You got Marcus Golden, who's a free agent. You got Hassan Reddick, free agent. You got Dre Kirkpatrick, free agent. Your starting right tackle, Kevin, Kelvin Beecham, he's going to be a free agent. Um, kicker, I mean, that's not a – I mean, Mike Nugent. I mean, well, we still have Zane Gonzalez. We signed Mike Nugent because Zane Gonzalez got hurt last year. I mean, you have guys that you need to re-sign. So, and let's be realistic. Is Patrick Peterson worth keeping around? Yes, but is he worth giving the franchise to at age 30? I mean, he's 31. If, if the Cardinals can't draft, so obviously, yes, they need a right tackle. Yes, they need corner. Yes, they need another edge rusher. There are They can fill those positions in – Free agency. Or not free agency, I'm sorry, in the draft. They can fill those positions in the draft. So you're picking you're picking sixteenth in the draft. Right. So you can probably without a doubt fill one of those in the draft. But then the oh, other no one, doubt about it, sure. But then you're taking a risk on the other one. And if you're if Beecham started ninety six percent of your offensive snaps last year. He's expected to leave anyways. Kelvin Beecham is expected to leave. Um, forever, too. I mean, he was in Pittsburgh, then he came to Jacksonville. Then right, so there's there's no saying that 32. Maybe, maybe he retires. I don't think he will. I don't think he's ready to. But, but but he's a cheap tackle. That's the thing. He's getting paid just under two mil. I mean, And I, and I get that, and I completely understand. But we also have rookie right tackle in um, uh, Josh Jones that we drafted this past season that there's talk maybe he could move to right guard. They, they did move him to right guard. Maybe they move him back to right tackle and draft a guard. There's talks that maybe they move him to center because he's been in talks with the offensive line coach and he's he's been working out in this offseason so far. The offensive line coach likes what he sees. Maybe he puts him back in center because the Cardinals' center position is is pretty wide open the the offensive line coach talked about drafting uh, a center or signing a center from free agency 
and they're going to be right in the mix because Mason Cole and uh, Lamont Gallard, they don't seem to be the answer right now. That's what I'm saying. I mean, but $15 million, man, for J.J. Watt, that's expensive for the Cardinals. I, I don't see just, it. Would you want – okay, so obviously the, the flipping the tables here just for a second, and uh, the narrative is completely different. Would you like – would you want Jacksonville to try and sign J.J. Watt? No. You've got no. – no, you, you wouldn't? Not for fifteen million, no. You guys have you guys have the number one cap no. space at eighty two million dollars, and yeah, you but, wouldn't want to but, sign JJ Watt. Graceland, you're signing the name at that point. He's he's not producing for you. I mean, I get it, but no, that's it, man. Graceland, I mean, he. I'm about to pull up his stats. I think he had what? Let's see how many sacks he had last year. I. I know we already talked about it on the show, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and pull it up. He had five sacks. He also had a fumble return for a touchdown. Oh, okay. okay. Whoopee, well, do man. Hey, man, that's what the Cardinals need, man. He Look, had two fumbles for it. That's it. I'm being very real with you. I don't want him in Jacksonville. We have too many, and this is the same thing I'm going to tell you about the Cardinals. We have too many other gaps for $15 million. If that's what he, now, if he wants to come on board for five or six, okay, bring him on board for five and six. But if you're Jacksonville, you got other gaps. You got to figure out your left tackle. Which is a lot of things going on with uh, either Orlando Brown or the Trent Williams. That's going to cost you money. All right, you need to find an interior defensive lineman because my God, Taylor Bryan sucks. And <laughs> okay, oh, then you have the secondary issue. If I have to watch Andrew Wingard be a starter again for the second straight year, I'm going to have to grab a bag of tissues every week because I can't handle that no more. Okay, I got a question. Where do you get a bag of tissues from? I'm going to take them out of the box and just carry a whole bag. So this argument, I, I could, I could understand why you're making this argument, but if anyone's going to make that argument, it should be Pat talking about the defense. When I've been, I've been saying the same thing. If it's for 15 to 16 million, I'm out. I don't look, man. I understand it's JJ Watt, but that at this point, it's just the name. Like James said, it's, the lack of uh, him producing for the team. I mean, five sacks, come on, man. That's I understand, you know, maybe his will to play there has died. You know, he didn't have determination or whatever. But I mean, still, I mean, he's, what, 31, 32? He is 31 31. years old. Ah, no, 15 million, no, I'm out. I'd rather just. Uh, maybe focus on the draft and get a corner and free agency, which is what I'm hoping we do. So if you look over, I mean, he 2018 he had 16 games. 2020 had 16 games. 2016 he had three. 2017 he had five. And 2019 he had eight. I mean, and then if you look at, man, Last, this year he had an up year. He had 36 tackles. Year before he had 15. I mean, eight games. I mean, right, right. But again, how many of those times is he being double teamed? I mean, probably. I mean, he pro- he's I'm, uh, he's probably getting double teamed a lot. If he were to be in Arizona, he wouldn't be double teamed as often. But for fifteen million, dude, that's a that's a big risk, man. That's yeah. Okay. Big- well, and that's why I said fifteen million. Uh, that's that's not what I would want, but I would still be excited to have him. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. okay, you'd be excited to have him because he could be a good veteran president in the locker room. But well, we don't need to. The veteran presence is, isn't necessarily needed. I mean, because with um, Chandler okay. Jones and and um, Jordan Phillips and Jordan Hicks, but I really it's just 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 the rushing ability that JJ Watt has is is what I'm looking at and what I'm looking for. He's a good third down guy. Stand him up in third down and let him edge the well, or put him in the three point stance on third down and let someone else stand up. You can put Isaiah Simmons as a standing guy, but no, or, no third down guy is worth fifteen million. No, well, no, no, definitely. And, not. And that's what we're getting at. And Raisel for a third down guy, who would you rather have? A thirty one year old JJ Watt who wants fifteen million, or you can go probably sign Unique and Gakwe for cheaper because he just hasn't produced on the field. And yeah, okay, you know you know better than anybody that Ngakwe is going to want that much money just as much because he's he's greedy. But for third for for a third down guy, I'd rather take the young and upcoming guy who I mean, I get it, but he's prime. Right, but he but he's also he can also be a cancer in the locker room. He's he was that way in Jacksonville obviously. He became that way in in um Minnesota when they weren't winning. He's the type of guy that I don't really want on my team, whether he's if he's good or not, because he's Race he's a cancer in the locker room. He had eight sacks last year. Okay, so that's you that's fine. But Godway, who's had eight sacks, but you'll take JJ Watt for fifteen million, who's thirty-one. Come on, man! You put him with Isaiah Simmons on the Cardinals. That is a scarier duo than. JJ oh yeah, okay. That and, and that's another thing. That's another, you keep bringing up Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons doesn't play because Vance Joseph is a moron. Well, and, and if he don't start playing him, Vance Joseph won't be there because he's a moron. I don't believe he should be. The Vance Joseph cost us at least two games this year. And I got news for you: if you go eight and eight again next year, or seven and nine, Kingsbury won't be there. Oh, I, I will gladly take that firing. But I will Grace, gladly take that firing. But if. So for the same price tag, let's say fifteen million, you tell me you still want Watt over Ngakwe. And here's the thing about Ngakwe: no. the Jacksonville situation. I think it got blown out of proportion on social media. Okay. Oh, I'm but sure they weren't paying him. Everyone and the fans wanted him to be paid. If you ask any Jaguar fan that was a Jaguar fan at that time, say, right, "Did you want Ngakwe paid? You wanted him." But for some, look, the Jaguars look to be the winners right now, right? But if you're a team that is looking for a J.J. Watt to come give you a boost in that area, I think J.J. Watt is a better run defender. But if, but that that role he's that he's going to be better at is the third down guy. I don't I, I don't know. Eight sacks speaks a lot of volumes volumes. Almost two two sacks away from double digits. All right, so I'm looking here at at free agents. J.J. Watt. Uh, Leonard Williams, Jadavion Clowney, Justin Houston, Yannick Ngakwe, Ryan Kerrigan are some of the top names. Then you get lower in the list where you've got guys, Solomon Thomas, uh, Everson Griffin, Danico Autry, Bruce Irvin. The Cardinals can sign one of those guys. Takarist McKinley is a free agent. Now, he hasn't played very much, but he can still be a solid, a solid uh, edge rusher. Right. So, there, there's a lot of names, I guess. I guess uh, the Cardinals are interested in, in uh, Leonard Williams, but he's going to want just as much. Right. 
Well, I think everyone's interested in Leonard Williams. <laughs> yeah, literally the world. And and that's and back to your back to the conversation when you asked me if the tables were flipped. I would rather have Leonard Williams because he's an interior guy, which is what Jacksonville needs. No, Leonard Williams is he he's okay. So interior in the standpoint, if you're talking edge rusher, sure. But I I, I looked at defensive end, so I'm on Sport Track. Yeah, Sport Track. Um. And so I, I'm going, looking at their free agents, going to a defensive end. If I now they have D tackle. So now, okay, yeah, I'm arguing, I'm arguing nickels and dimes here. So let's let's, let's cut that out. Uh, <laughs> no, so, but yes, Leonard Williams is a guy I would want the Cardinals to take. Obviously, and he's he he had um, less snaps than JJ wanted last year, more tackles, more sacks, and more QB hits. Now he didn't have the four fumbles or the interception, but he's still an up and coming guy. I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants tag him. Oh, that's what a lot of people are thinking they're going to do. Yeah, Davion Clowney. I don't want him. He played eight games, four hundred twenty-six snaps, had nineteen tackles, no excuse me, no sacks, six QB hits, one forced fumble. Yeah, I'm glad that the Browns did not. Justin Justin Houston's up there in age. He's thirty-two. He played all 16 games, but he only played 600 snaps. Now he had 25 tackles, eight sacks, and 12 QB hits. When but, can the conversation begin on if Clowney's an actual bust? After this season, if he goes to a different team, uh, if he goes to a good team. So let's say he let's say he does end up in Cleveland this year, and he doesn't do well in Cleveland, then then he's a bust. If he goes to Arizona, doesn't do well, he's a bust. If he goes to Jacksonville and doesn't do well. I don't want. He can't come to Jacksonville. I, I, if if he so if he, <laughs> if he ends up if he ends up at Jacksonville and doesn't do well, I could probably understand why because no offense, James, but it is Jacksonville, and he would be he would be the guy to look at to to uh, double team. No, he won't. You know why he won't be double teamed? Why? Because you can't double team him and have Josh Allen come around the outside. That's uh, a good point. I forgot about him. Yeah. I mean, you still have Josh Allen, and also Devon Hamilton showed a lot of promise last year, and the Jaguars are going to be going to a 3-4, which is what Clowney thrives in. Okay, so would you want Clowney? For the right price, I wouldn't mind Clowney. Okay. Well, he's going to want too much money. <laughs> he's gonna, and that's the thing, right? He wanted too much money with Cleveland, but he went somewhere else for less money. No, 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 no. He didn't want too much money with Cleveland. Cleveland offered him the most, but he still said, no, it's Cleveland. I'm not going. And that's the thing, right? Like, at some point, if you're, like, a guy like Clowney who you've shown you can play well in the league, but because of your – you wanting – you asking so much money and when a team offers you, you're like, no, I'd rather go to a team that wants to win, which is fine. You want to win as a player. But then you you only play eight games because it doesn't work out. At some point, you got to be on the field and showing these franchises, like, look – I can do this at an elite level, and he has the talent to do so. But the right. problem is, is he we never see it, right? And it's so, because well, I just want to go to Cleveland. Well, let me tell you something: you go to a, a team like Cleveland or Jacksonville or someone of that market who has been struggling for years, and you bring promise and hope on the defensive side of the ball, and you're in the playoffs, you're going to be more remembered from that than you would be going to be a piece and like let's say a. a New England and when they were in their prime or or the Seahawks or like he was already a Seahawk and people kind of forget about that or right. the Chiefs 
I mean, just because there's a small market and they have a history of losing, well, they're done for. No, you watch. That irritates the crap out of me. Right. No, I'm with you. I'm I'm completely with you on that. So me too. Man, we gotta stop recording on Saturdays. I'm I have, <laughs> I'm cranky today. Why are you Why are you cranky? I don't know, man. That's the most fired up I've been this whole podcast. It's seven fifteen at night. Why are you cranky? What time did you get up today? He got up. I slept uh, in today. I got it. I got up at eight thirty. Eight thirty. Yeah. So why are you cranky? I had a weird dream last night. That, but that's. Yeah, we can talk about that later. That's yeah, not for the podcast. So, I'm looking at looking at Sport Track. I I went to the right tackles to look at who is a free agent. There's there are some decent names here for for cheap. Like the 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 most expensive one is Ricky Wagner from Green Bay. He's 32 years old, but he only made five and a half million last year. Kendall Lamb, free agent from Cleveland, made. 2.2 mil last year, 2.3. Uh, DeMar Dotson from Denver, 1.5. Uh, Marshall Newhouse from Tennessee, now he's 33, but he made 1.1 million. Jermaine Effetti from Chicago, he's 27, made 1 million last year. He, he made just over a million dollars last year. Because so, you got to think about what side of the ball you're at, though. You're on the right side. The, the money's the left side. Yeah. Oh, the, sure. Well, but the Cardinals don't need the left side, though. Well, they, right. need, they need that right tackle, and they need a they, they they could use a center now, or they could also use a guard if they want to keep Josh Jones at tackle. Looking at uh, you go to le- uh, they don't have just left guard; they have just guard, which is stupid. So they've got Brandon Scherf from Washington. He'll end up getting tagged. Um, Joe Thoney or, or Tooney, Harry pronounced his last name. I I've heard it four hundred different ways. Um, he's probably going to get tagged by New England. At fourteen million, and then you get into the, literally the next guy, Nick Easton, guard from New Orleans, made just under six million last year. What about Five, Corey Lindsley, the center from uh, the center? Um, I've heard he might end up getting tagged too by Green Bay. Because now, I'm on a pro football focus here, right? And they have actually. They have a, a prediction because it's like the article is uh, the 21, 2021 free agency ranking the NFL's top 50. Right. But they do like a description, but they also give a prediction. They actually have the they have a prediction of the Lindsley going to San, uh, not San Diego, uh, Los Angeles Chargers for a three year deal worth thirty three million. Now I've seen um, Green. I, I've seen some reports that say Green Bay could end up tagging Lindsley, which. They need to because they, I mean, we all saw what that, I mean, they need to keep that line intact because I think if they keep uh, back to Ari healthy in that NFC championship game, I think we might have seen a different result. Oh, we, we, we would have because so, they wouldn't have gotten to uh, Aaron Rodgers as fast as they did. Right. And I think if you watch that Super Bowl, I mean, if you have a good to, I mean, if you even have a good, you know, what line, whether it be a center guard or tackle, Man, you almost be hesitant to get rid of any of them, no matter what the price comes, because, I mean, you saw what happened to the Chiefs. I mean, you, you had the next guy up, or you think could be the next guy up. Right. And it's not pretty. Right. Right. No, so looking at, you're talking about centers. Now, Lindsley's available right now for $8.5 And then the next guy, David Andrews, um, who could be another viable tag for New England, is 29 years old for $3 million. 
Uh, Joe Looney from Dallas, he's 31, but made just under $2.5 million. Uh, Ted Larson from Carolina, 30 years old, just over $2 million. Matt Skura, who's an up-and-coming center from Baltimore, uh, just over $2 million. There, there's, there are a lot of viable offensive linemen for not a lot of money this year. Yeah. Now, I, unless you want to pay them more, sure, but uh, J.R. Sweezy, uh, guard from Arizona, 32 years old, $4.5 million. He, they're not going to keep him. They're going to let him walk. Um, so maybe that'll open up a little bit more money for him. Forrest Lamp, the guard from um, the Chargers, not been what he could be. Uh, obviously picked in the first round last, a couple years ago. He was uh, just under one point six or one point seven million. He's still a solid guard. There's a lot of a lot of young guys, maybe some some older guys too that that you could get that you could have sit there for two or three years and be just fine. So if the Cardinals wanted to, now it would be extremely difficult if the Cardinals tried to sign J.J. Watt for $15, $16 million and only have 17 available. It would be hard for them to sign a guy, but but like I, I just gave some, some viable options at around a million dollars. The one that the one that would that I would want. So going back to the question earlier, who would we want our team to sign if the Cardinals sign JJ Watt? Looking at this list, Jermaine Effetti is the guy I want the Cardinals to take. Yeah, I think or he's or or Marshall Newhouse for a year because the man he's thirty three. Um, I don't think he probably won't be in the league much longer. So if you get Marshall Newhouse, a veteran who's been in the league for a while. Or you get the up and comer Jermaine Fetty for a few years. That's those are the two guys I would want the Cardinals to sign if they end up signing JJ Watt. Now, okay, I also okay this guy here, Pat Elfline from the Giants or no, sorry, the Jets. He's he I think he's underrated. Yeah, and Pat Elfline. He uh, and I'm not saying that because he played at Ohio State, but um, no he. He's made under a million last year. Now, that was uh, probably his rookie deal, so he'll probably get a little bit more, but he's still a solid guard. So there's there are, there are plenty of guys here the Cardinals could take to fill that, that one spot that they need in the offense. Right. Yeah, they very well could take either one of those. And both oh, would I'd, be good. I'd be, I, like I said, I'd be fine with either one of them. Yeah. So, I want to move on to Jacksonville. Who do you, James, who do you uh, have your eye on in free agency that is a team need? Uh, Trent Williams? (laughs) 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 You you don't want Russell Okung? He's available. Same age. Same age, less money. Uh, no, Trent Williams is Trent Williams, and he's done it at a, <laughs> a higher level for longer than Russell Okun. And, you know, and, and the funny thing is because the whole, you know, debate right now in Jacksonville is do you franchise Cam Robinson? And, you no. know, because you don't know. And, and, and they have a point, right? Cam Robinson, is he the worst offensive tackle we've seen? No. No. But you kind of play a, a monopoly, right? You kind of play Jeopardy when it comes to that because 
if you don't franchise him and he tests free ar- the free agency market and you can't get Trent Williams for some reason, which you should because you have the most money, but he might say, well, you guys are two or three years out, which is also true, no matter who we have at quarterback. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'd say I don't want to tag Cam um, because, well, he, he's just not worth the, 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 the tag price, I don't think. He's too inconsistent. He has some flashes, but those flashes don't nearly come around enough. Um, and also, you know, he, he, I think he's a good run blocker, but his pass protection needs help. And I don't want Trevor Lawrence at risk at all. Um, do you think if they can't sign Trent Williams, they try and go after, um, a left tackle in free agency or not for agency, but, um, in the draft of that second first round pick, I think they're going to try to get Brown from Baltimore. I think Brown oh, trade out- for Orlando Brown. Yeah, because he wants to be left tackle, but they don't want him to be left tackle because they have Ronnie Stanley, and Ronnie Stanley's a better left tackle. But Brown, when he no, stepped in, was really good, um, and he proved to be a guy that could be the, a, a franchise left tackle. So I wouldn't mind. And there's already you know uh, rumors going around, a lot of uh, chatter that the Jaguars are actually trying to, uh, and the Ravens have kind of put it up in the air so far of whether or not they're going to try to trade for him. Um, but yeah, I think it's possible. And for a, the 33rd pick, um, and a fourth, which I would love, but you know, I would even be willing to trade away the 25th for Brown. We just need a guy that's shown he could be a franchise left tackle. And I don't think Robinson has done, especially when you have Trevor Lawrence come to town, we can't risk him. So I don't know if I would trade that, that second first round pick for Brown. I would definitely look at trading that that um, uh, that first pick in the second, or um, that second pick in the second, and maybe a fifth for him because I think the Ravens would take that. They they could use more picks, but I I definitely wouldn't trade away that second first round for him. I mean, I would rather use the thirty third, but also if if that's what it takes, that first rounder. You have to consider it. I mean, Cam oh, Robinson sure. if, is if so consistent. But the way I look at it and the, the way the, the landscape has unfolded the last month and a half is if you trade away that first rounder and you get Orlando Brown and put him on the left tackle spot, not only do you get a better left tackle, but you show Trevor Lawrence way before draft day, be like, hey, man, we're going to build a line around you to make sure you have protection. And you almost kind of avoid the situation that you see in Seattle. And you already avoid the situation you see in Houston. You show Trevor Lawrence, you're the guy, and we're making moves to protect you. Unlike Cincinnati. Well, Cincinnati can do that with Sewell. Or if they don't take Sewell, honestly, I'm starting to believe maybe he's not the best tackle in this in this draft. I'm starting to think maybe it's um, uh, the, the guy from uh, Northwestern. Oh, I know who you're talking about. John Wendell is He So he has he shown that he's the most NFL-ready, but Sewell's, Sewell is NFL-ready, but his but his, his upside is probably higher than, um, than the guy from uh, Northwestern. Let me see if I can't find his name real quick so I can quit referring to him as that. Um, well, the problem with Sewell is, I mean, I think he's going to be a good offensive tackle, but we haven't seen him play. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. So, 
his so right now, um, Rashawn Slater is his name. Rashawn Slater looks the most NFL ready. Like he looks, he and he is good. He should be a solid to great tackle in the league. To where Sewell, we didn't see him play last year. He sat out, uh, and I right now his his ceiling seems to be higher than than Slater's, but the floor is also just as low for him. To where Slater, you you know what you're going to get with Slater because you saw him last year or you saw him play. Now Sewell has looked good. But we all know that anything can happen in that one season that you either take off or that you come back for. Look at look at Bryce Love. Bryce Love was projected to be a first round running back two years ago or three years ago, but he he decided to stay at Stanford for another year, and he fell hard. Chuba Hubbard last year was projected to be the second best running back. Now he's fallen back to the projected third or fourth round. Right. Doesn't mean he won't be good. But these guys that, that decide they you know they want to stay, and it doesn't always happen that way. It doesn't always show that you know if you stay you're going to get worse. That that's not true at all. But it doesn't. In most cases, it's not going to help. Right. No. And in most cases, it won't help. Well, and and also if you're the Cincinnati Bengals, I mean Dylan Radons, who's a the tackle that is out of North Dakota State. As you all know, North Dakota State had one game this year, so we can't really make much of anything like that. But right. Apparently, I mean, a lot of the experts are raving about him because he had a pretty good senior game. He had a pretty good senior week. Right. Um, and, you know, I think he, he's like this. I mean, he's like, he's not even a top five offensive tackle prospect. Um, but I do think he could make a, a very, I don't know, I think he could may, be one of those where we look in five years and say, man, this guy flew under the radar. But, right. I don't know. I mean, back to the, what we were discussing before. I mean, Pat, to answer your question, Trent Williams is definitely number one. Um, I would like to see, like, Allen Robinson come back because um, we need someone that would be a very aggressive, go up there and catch the ball type of guy. Possession receiver, which we don't really have. True. Um, Chark is good. but Chark is good, but, you know, it's hard to evaluate Chark because he hasn't had a season where he outside he had 29 uh, 2019 which you thought man this guy is going to be legit but the problem is this year we can't really use the film because well who had thrown them the ball we have Minshew who couldn't throw it past 50 yards and you had Mike Glennon and um Jake Luton experiment but I think this year we're really gonna be able to make a fair evaluation because you're gonna have Trevor Lawrence out there who we know who who can do those things throw the deep ball and throw an accurate deep ball at that but also, there's a there's a lot of things I've been seeing on social media and saying that Jacksonville might be interested in Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, no, yes. please no. Yeah, uh, I've seen that too. Yeah, well, but you know, it, this I'd use this as a transition for Pat though because as we're sitting here talking, if they're going to trade Odell Beckham, this is the year to do it. They don't have they have he's going to be. He's gonna have he has a cap number of fifteen million. Actually, fifteen million is about seven hundred fifty thousand, and his cap hits the same. But if they get if they trade him before June first, they have a zero dead cap, and they save the full the full cap hit for the year. So, and this might be the year. So yeah. if they if if they 
if they really want to go after J.J. Watt, I think that's what they do. They trade him before June 1st so then they can go, okay, now we have this money set here, but if we get rid of Antonio Brown, or not Antonio Brown, if we get rid of Odell Beckham, then we can just say, okay, now we're going to take that money we're paying him and give it to J.J. Watt and then go spend the rest of his money on whatever else we need. I don't even think that, Rayson. I think they got to make a decision because Baker Mayfield's next year is a free agent and Nick Chubb's a free agent. You have some big names coming up. That well, you sure, you're going to have to pay. You're going to, you're especially going to have to pay Nick Chubb and and Denzel Ward. Yeah, and you got to pay Baker. Right. Well, Baker out of the three, out of the three, Baker is the the least one I would necessarily. I don't want to say not be worried about paying, but if if there if there's any hint of doubt that this guy is the, your franchise quarterback. They're not going to give him as much as what they would, or I wouldn't give him as much as what I would um, Denzel Ward and Nick Chubb because those guys are those guys are franchise guys. And, right, and you're right, but you know Nick Chubb's going to want top of the top of the league money, which yeah. he should get. I honestly, I don't. He seems like the type of guy who wouldn't want top of the line money. He'll take. He'll he wants a lot of money, but I don't think he's going to want. A Zeke money. He doesn't. He's not going to want Dalvin Cook money. He he'll he'll take a, a decent chunk, but it's not going to be a ton. Right. I think you'd be surprised. He's not very vocal about much. I mean, he, he's more of like a okay, let's and, get the job done and go home. And that's why I think he he won't take a lot of money or as I much as what you may think. Look, it's a business, all right. And I this no, I completely understand. Cash out. This is going to be this. This is for a running back. We all know how running backs are. They they. The, the end of the road normally is quicker for them because of the the, the beating they take. They they are in the trenches. They get hit. The the age of thirty is usually a career ender unless you're Adrian Peterson, right. um, or Frank Gore. My goodness. But we all know when it comes to running back, the year, the contract after your rookie year, the rookie deal is your money making contract. Right, and nine times out of ten, it's also the one that you you get you this contract and you start to decline a little bit too well and you might be right but let me tell you something if nick chubb don't get if let's say the browns try to offer him a little deal not what i mean little i mean good money but not let's say not top five and nick chubb takes his ball and says i'm gonna go somewhere else the browns aren't a playoff team no 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 i agree i agree but i think if 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 I think Cleveland. I don't. I'm not gonna say they're gonna lowball him for the first offer, but they're gonna they're gonna um, negotiate a little bit. Oh, we'll pay Chubb. There's no they're way they're gonna we pay Chubb top There's dollar, man. No way we let him walk. And if we do, people are gonna riot. Let me look up the top five running back contracts. Actually, so I, you're I, gonna you're gonna find that some running backs are being paid more than they should be. Well, and yeah, for example, Zeke. Hey. Zeke got his money and and like we talked about a couple weeks ago. When we yeah. argue on who would you rather have Zeke or, or McCaffrey, right? That's when Zeke started to stop giving a hundred percent every week. True. Yeah, but I think, when, but Zeke at the time, we all, all kind of agreed that he wasn't worth that money. But at the time, he was one of the top backs in the league. All right, sure. So hindsight's twenty twenty, but so it can also I got be the number here. All right. So the the highest per year right now is Christian McCaffrey making sixteen million, as he should be. 
Uh, I don't think he should, but no, I don't think the Panthers think he should either because you hear rumors he's not wanting to trade him. That's <laughs> true. Alvin Kamara making 15, he's worth it. Yep, he, he's worth it. Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott making 15, no. I don't think he's worth it. Right but now, no. Here. I think right. he benefited from a great line, which oh, sure. every running back would, but I think him more so than others. David Johnson worth 13, no chance. No, no. That was the Cardinals deal that the. Uh, the Texans are still paying on, thank goodness. Yeah. Dalvin Cook, $12 million. Yeah. He's worth so it. He's yeah. your fifth. $12.5 million. Derrick Henry, he should be more than that. Yeah, he might be worth that $15 million. Oh, I would give him $15 but, million. but then your next guy, Joe Mixon, making twelve. So Not worth you're, it. You're, no, not at all. So, But if you're Nick Chubb going the next year, right, unless they franchise him, which is a legit possibility – or they might extend Baker with a fifth year option, uh, fifth year option, which I don't know when that deadline is. I know you have to have it certain, by a certain day. But if you're Nick Chubb, you're like, okay, Derrick Henry should be paid more. Dalvin Cook's making about what he should. But you look at David Johnson and Zeke Elliott, you're like, I'm better than those guys. And you want to be around the 13 to 15. You only have 20 million cap space going into 2020. I mean, if you're the Browns, you might be heading into some. We like you, but we need to make room for our guys. We need to resign. So, so looking at what you said, you know the, the Browns could do do the option of of tagging Baker. They could, or not not tagging Baker, but um, fifth year option. They could fifth year option Baker and Denzel Ward for for next year. Or sorry, next season for the the season after, so two years. They could do that. Then give Nick Chubb his extension now or later. Now I'd, I'd look at trying to give it to him soon, right. especially if you're gonna if you're gonna use the fifth year options on Baker and Ward, which I think Cleveland should. Absolutely. Just give just to give him that little, little bit another year of wiggle room. Because they so, can't use it with Chubb. They can't use it because he's a second rounder. Right. Right. Has to be a so, Right, so if so if I'm trying to think of how to say it, I don't know what you're trying to say. Yeah, well, that's what I'm trying to figure out how to say. It. I All think right. I've I think I've already said it. They they just need to look at getting uh, Chubb signed up to an extension sooner rather than later, because if they do it sooner, it's they're they're going to save. I think I think they'll save money if they do it sooner rather than later, because if he comes because if he comes in next year and has an MVP season, then yeah, he's going to want more money. So if if they try and give him an extension this year, they might save two or three million. True. I think we can all agree though they cannot end the twenty twenty one season and not have a deal done. No, they cannot go in the off season without a deal. No, 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 because because that's really going to hurt them that long. I take that as offense. If you're Chubb and you, I mean, let's be real. Like we, we all three agreed. If without Chubb, they're not a playoff team. Right. No, definitely not. I think they need to look at getting a deal done this offseason. Oh yeah. Yeah, I agree. They need to get a deal done this offseason. But the thing is, they had they had 20 million in cap. So if they sign a deal and it goes against the cap number for this year, they got to get rid of somebody. They have to. Oh yeah. Who that is? It's gonna be Odell. It's gonna have to be Odell. No dead. You save all all 15. And look, which I would feel bad for Odell because he got injured this year, but I wouldn't. 
Well, that's just not very nice. Well, I, I mean, I'd feel bad for him because he did but, get injured. I mean, he was doing good, but he's right. But you also got to look at look at look at how well Cleveland did this this season without him, and look exactly. at how they were look at how they were doing with him. And the, the the numbers speak for themselves. They were now. I can't really say too much because early in the season they had a new coach, still implementing the new offense. Oh yeah, yeah. But I, the numbers are better without him. They they've shown that they can be just fine without him. And that's and that's true. I I I agree with you, Rayson. But. We're running. We got to move on. We, we have plenty of time to talk about free agency. As we, I mean, we, oh yeah. So we have plenty of time to talk about that and uh, extensions and whatnot. Because, well, let's be real here. After the draft, we're gonna be what I like to call the dead zone when it comes to <laughs> football. But let's go ahead and race. When you wanted to talk about a mock draft that you saw on the NFL.com, so I'm gonna ha- go ahead and have you take the reins here and walk us through that. Um, for time purposes, we can't go through every single pick. Right. Um, if you want to see the article? They can go find it, but. Uh, you're the one that discovered it, so take the reins and take us on an adventure. So originally, originally we were going to talk about Russell Wilson, Seattle, and, and that whole saga. We'll we'll get to that next week. Um, but I changed I changed that about ten minutes before we started recording because I saw Charlie Casserly's 2021 mock draft, his first one, and I looked at it. And thought, interesting. And then I got to the number eight pick and thought, okay. And I kept scrolling and I get to the number 24 pick and I think, okay, this is a jumbled mess and there's no way this is going to happen. So looking at Charlie Casserly's first mock draft, everything looks fairly normal. You've got Jacksonville taking Lawrence, the Jets taking Wilson, Miami taking Jamar Chase. Then you get to four. He's got Carolina trading up with uh, the Falcons to take Trey Lance. Not unheard of. So you keep going. Sewell at Cincinnati. Uh, The Eagles taking Devontae Smith. The Detroit Lions taking Micah Parsons. Then you get to that eighth pick where the Falcons traded back, and he he has him taking Najee Harris. Not, Not a pick that should be made at eight. If the Falcons want to take Najee Harris, they trade back more. Because if they're taking Najee Harris at eight, they're reaching. Considering they need they need a, a they need more than just running back. You could almost go all the way into the twenties and even Oh, you almost. could. You could. Because Najee Harris is Najee Harris is your running back is going to be going in the top ten. It's just or even top fifteen. It's just not. No, no, and I told you before we start recording, it's a no no running back. And this year, now you got two great running backs, but they're not Saquon. Right. No. No, no, no running back should be really taken in the top 15 picks this year. Uh, so if the Falcons wanted to, they could get more draft capital and trade back. Najee Harris is a late first round, early second round guy. The same as ETN. ETN could be considered late or uh, early second, early to mid second. Yeah. So you keep going, Caleb Farley of the Broncos, Cowboys take Patrick Sertan, Giants take Jalen Waddell, uh, 49ers take Quiddy Pay, Chargers at Rashawn Slater, Vikings take Jalen Phillips, New England 
takes Kyle Pitts at 15. That's kind of I, – I don't honestly see him falling that far. No. But, but maybe. So um, I, I'm not going to go through the rest of these picks. So, But I, I want to stop at Washington at 19. Pick 19. Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, linebacker from Notre Dame. Charlie Casterly says he is a better prospect than Isaiah Simmons. Says he will make an immediate impact and become and eventually become a star. A quarterback would be certainly in play here, depending on what Washington does this offseason. I agree with that back half. The first half, a better prospect than Isaiah Simmons. I disagree. If, he, if he's a no, I do too. Well, I'm, I'm not going to disagree. I mean, he's a he's a great linebacker. But if he's a better prospect than Isaiah Simmons, then why is he not a top ten guy? I get it. Like the the top the. There are a lot of other positions needed for these these top fifteen, top ten teams. But if he's a better prospect than Isaiah Simmons, why is he being taken at nineteen and not higher? Why is a team not trying to trade up to take him in the top ten, top fifteen? It it doesn't make a lot of sense for me. Uh, moving on uh, to twenty four, where where I think that it, this just this whole mock draft is is invalid. With this pick, he has Justin Fields falling 24 spots to Pittsburgh. I'm going to say that differently. He hasn't fallen 23 spots to Pittsburgh because there's no way in on God's green earth that Jacksonville is going to take Justin Fields. So he falls 23 more spots to Pittsburgh, which is outrageous. So he says here, even though the Steelers and Big Ben are planning to continue the partnership, I don't see the veteran playing much longer. Sure. In a stunning turn of events, Field slides all the way down to 24. And then in quotations, or not in quotations, in parentheses, says, obviously it won't be a surprise if he goes much earlier than this. No, it'll be a surprise if he falls this far. Exactly. Well, and, and, and so I'm one of those, I like to read the descriptions too when I read these mock drafts. And look, it's, I'm dumbfounded that he has Fields going to 24 to Pittsburgh. Right, I mean, you can't you can't tell me. So, but we we talked about this before before we start recording. You can't tell me that San Fran wouldn't think about taking him at twelve. You can't tell me New England wouldn't think about taking him at fifteen. You wouldn't think the, that uh, the raid the Raiders at seventeen, the Dolphins at night eighteen, the football team at nineteen, the Bears at twenty. Well, you can't you can't also, tell me they wouldn't think about taking him there or a team trading up above the top fifteen picks to try and take him. Well, the Panthers aren't trading up for Trey Lance. They'll get Justin Fields first. I mean, well, here's the thing: Justin Fields is looked at as the as the he is all of a sudden being looked at as the fourth best guy. Uh, I don't, just, I, I don't know why, honestly. Well, I don't know either. But I think that, but that's a fact. Everyone's looking at him as a fourth guy. When you look at the the mock drafts, you look at the the experts. That's what they have, and I don't know why either. But that's just reality. But I, I. I like in the description, this person says that the they're, that Lance needs a year to develop, but they're gonna sit behind Teddy Bridgewater. No, that, they're not. They no. are not happy. If you with take if you take a, a quarterback at fourth, now Miami is a different story because they've got last year they had um, Ryan Fitzpatrick who had been pretty who, who played very well. If the Carolina Panthers take a quarterback at four, whether it's Trey Lance. Or um, Fields, or if if he falls that far, uh, Zach Wilson. 
he's going to start right away because they're not happy. They're not too happy with what Bridgewater's doing, so they're they're not going to let him sit a year. Well, and the thing is, is it's very rare that you draft a guy in the top five and trade up to get a guy and have him sit a year. If you're trading up and drafting a guy in the top five, he's your day one starter. Right. Right. You're not having them sit for a year this isn't, after you trade up. This isn't what the situation that the, the Packers situation where they traded up and got love. They that was later in the draft. This is still a stupid idea, but, but, yeah. but, you, but, my, but it's still a stupid idea, yes. We all agree that was stupid. But the fact that this is a top five and you're trading up to get them. Yeah. So that means you're obviously giving up something and whether it be a later draft, like a third or fourth rounder to get up there. I mean, no. No. Especially if you no. can get Fields. Look, the thing about Lance is he has upside, but he had more rushing yards than passing yards in his only game this year, which was against a nobody school. That let me, Let's look at his game this year. Like, I don't want to be disrespectful to the school they played this year, but it wasn't nobody ever heard of. And he won that game. So, Let's see. They so, played. I'm looking up. Up. Racing Racing up. No. So you get no, so, from James. Trey Lance is. I'm not gonna say he's a bad quarterback, but he he might be one of those flash in the pan guys. Honestly, he's a guy. I don't know why he's so hyped up. Honestly, I don't. He he, he played. He, but, against Youngstown State, Raceland, he had 149 yards for two touchdowns and an interception. Yeah, Trey Lance, a guy. Now we've seen in North Dakota State average of five yards per pass. Average. We've seen a guy from North Dakota State come in and have an MVP season, and then not do much after. And you know who that? You know, you know what quarterback I'm referencing? It's Carson Wentz. But the problem with that Raceland is. You can't also say that because we've seen him for one game this year. And the one game we no, saw. No, no, no. I, I, I completely agree with you. That's what I'm saying is that Trey Lance is had one game. Now, he was good two years oh. ago. But, I again, it's North Dakota State. They're not playing teams like Alabama and and Ohio State and you and USC and Miami every week. They're playing Youngstown State. They're I'm playing s- Akron. They're I'm playing sorry, Ray, As Patches – very kindly pointed out that he played two games this year, apparently. And um, the other one was Central Arkansas. That's what I'm saying. And That's also, what I'm saying. He's but, playing teams that they're, that aren't solid teams. Or I'm not going to say they're not solid teams. He's playing teams. He's not even playing Cincinnati. He's I'm playing gonna, He's playing these MAC schools in these I'm, WAC schools and I, these, these, these smaller schools. I haven't figured out, Ray I know why he's going high. Well, I've just figured it out. In 2019, he had 2,786 passing yards, 28 touchdowns, and zero interceptions. Okay. Now, do you have his uh, schedule from 2019? Oh, I can find it, I'm sure. Okay, find it real quick, and we'll talk about that. Because I guarantee you, the top team he played was wouldn't be a top team anywhere in any other division. And if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, if he played a team like Cincinnati – or um, Virginia Tech, I, I'd like to hear stats in, in, in that. Now, obviously, he didn't have any interceptions, but still, other stats matter. Like, if he had five, if he had 
uh, 120 passing yards against Virginia Tech, but he had 300 against. They're not playing against teams like Virginia Tech. No, I know, but I'm saying uh, I'm just saying teams like that, and teams like that in general. If he's playing teams like Virginia Tech, and he's not having a good week versus teams like Miami of Ohio and and Akron and Youngstown State, and he's having great weeks. Then, then, why are why is why, where's the hype? Where's the hype? Twenty eight to nothing. I mean, if you look at okay, I I understand that, but again, against right, team, against Youngstown State. So, oh my goodness! So All right, read it off. They they started out the year with the uh, the the scary Butler Bulldogs. Butler has a football team. I, they I, do indeed. Then they played North Dakota. Delaware, who is ranked in the FCS, number four in the UC Davis. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Go back, go, go, go back. You said you said ranked in the FCS. That no. that that's that's my point. But, that's exactly my point. Not the FBS. Not 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 D one, but D two. I mean, honestly, the best team they probably played this whole year was probably in twenty nineteen. The best team they played was South Dakota State. Yeah. Oh, I mean, okay, and and they're I, look, and that's the thing, right? But you know, just as well as I do, the scouts are looking at his body type. He's six four. I mean, he he's, he's mobile. He's six four, and he's mobile. He he has a lot of upside, I think. But oh, he definitely does. For me, I guess maybe I don't know. Maybe, maybe I mean we'll be wrong if he. Maybe we'll be proven wrong. But if you're giving me the option now, I'm taking Justin Fields. Oh, no doubt about it. I definitely agree. Uh, I, all right, so uh, let me – I'm trying to figure out why they don't – why they're not trusting Fields anymore. Is it because he had a bad year? Not even a bad year, a bad couple of games. I mean, the man still made it to the national championship game. I think he had that one great game against Clemson. And then outside of that, it was an average year. I think – honestly, Rayson, I, I, if you want to bring up that argument, I see it. I mean that Northwestern game right. was awful. Indiana, he did, he was awful. Um, he had too many. He had interceptions. He had interceptions. He had some bad interceptions, sure. But again, he it, it wasn't a good year for a lot of teams. But when you're this year, because you're, it because it was a bad year. Raceland, but if you put if you put the film on there, that's these are going to go by this year. No, and I I. I I uh, agree. I mean, look, he it, had, it's it's okay. So it's hard to go by this year because this year. In, in five or six games he had six interceptions. Okay, it's an average of one interception a game. That's and that's good. not good. In the NFL, you have one a game. That's sixteen. And yeah, then, okay, what? and okay. Let me ask this: How many touchdowns did he have? Twenty-two. Okay, so that's but an average again, in, in in six again, games. That's almost an average of four. But he had. He had six touchdowns against Clemson. Great game. I'm yeah. not taking that away from him. Okay, yeah, a great Clemson zero, team. He had zero against Northwestern with two interceptions. He had two touchdowns against Michigan State, which is good. Zero interceptions, but he had two. Inter- he had two. No, he had three interceptions against Indiana. And Indiana is an up and right, a cupping team. Uh-huh. Indiana could be a top of the Big Ten. I'm not going to say top of the Big Ten. They could be a contender for the Big Ten championship here Maybe. in the next year or two. Maybe. Could. could be a flash. Because, because, because Penix is a good quarterback. Maybe. They're, they're, they're starting to rise up. That, yeah. They were good. We'll, Show we'll, me we'll that see. next year. 
we'll see next year. Maybe this was just a, a, a crazy year because a crazy season because of, of everything like, that went on. We crazy. don't know. Like I said, I agree with you. Oh, wait, we got it. What do we got? What do we got? I got an X now. We got video alert. Uh, Uh-oh. What yeah. do we do? I don't know, but I had to exit out something. But no, okay. I uh, just to wrap it up, Grayson, I agree with you. He should be the number two quarterback prospect, third at the worst. True. But I think what happens is we we forget about what he did against Clemson, and we looked about how average he looked against Alabama, which okay. is a pro-style defense. Okay. But then we also, no matter, and he had an injury. But, again, you're going to be injured in the NFL, too. Right, so I right. Think so take that in account, and they look at that Northwestern game and the Indiana game. That's not good film. And if you're a if you're a GM and you are in your and you're on the hot seat because obviously you are if you're picking in the top five, top ten, unless you're you know a new brand new coach. But if you're GM and you and you are you going and they're going to be hesitant to take a risk when you look at those film, when you look at those games, because right. as a Jaguar fan. I'm being really honest with you. When we had the number two pick, when Trevor Lawrence looked like a distant hope, and I saw those games against Northwestern and Indiana, I was like, I don't know if I want Fields. Okay, I was so scared, then, man. right, right, but but then you see, okay, the next guy up would then be Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson lost to Coastal Carolina. Not taking anything away, from Coastal Carolina, they were great this year. But if he's that great of a quarterback, then why didn't they win? Why couldn't they have beat Coastal Carolina? If he if he's that good of a quarterback, I guarantee you, you put a high stake against Coastal Carolina this year. A high stake beats him, well, and okay. not Hold by on. and Hold not on. by a little. Hold on, so that's unfair comparison because that's like saying, well, how is it unfair comparison? Raceland, Ohio State has pro level talent all around. BYU. That's, that's exactly my point. That's exactly my point. You're playing with pro level. You're playing with you're playing with pro level talent already. You're you're not Zach Wilson playing at BYU. You're not uh, Trey Lance playing at North Dakota State, where you might get one or two, maybe three guys into the NFL. Just like that's my point. This year, just like Northwestern, just like so. What's your point? What I'm saying is, yeah, you're playing pro level talent. You're you're playing you're playing bigger name guys. You're playing four or five stars. So based on you're your not logic, playing two and three stars at BYU and North Dakota State. Based on your logic, Mac Jones is a better prospect than Justin Fields because Mac Jones owns Justin Fields against in that national championship. He's got a point, right? He's got no, a point. no, yes. oh, no, no, because he played they, he they played one year because but, Mac Jones only played one year. Yeah, but that but, one but, year, okay. But here's my thing. Also, Fields should be ahead of J- Trevor Lawrence. No. New. But they. But Fields beat them. You're missing. Your point is saying, well, if they go play BYU, they beat BYU, or if they go they beat would. Carolina. That's they because would. BYU don't have the, all the pro talent. You, like Chris. But if Lock Zach Wilson. But if Zach Wilson's supposed to be this good, then why wouldn't they at least be close? They were close against Coastal. No, I'm talking about if they played Ohio State. Because it's BYU going against Ohio State, Raisland. Was Ohio if State Wilson, close to Alabama? If Zach, if was Zach Ohio Wilson, State close to Alabama? No, they weren't. Alabama beat the crap out of them for four quarters. You and I both know it. No, so yeah. your logic makes no sense when you can do that. It makes zero sense because if, so if the fields were so great, they would be closer to Ohio, Alabama, weren't they? Wouldn't they? That's what I'm getting from it. Okay. All right. No, I see, I see your point. I see your point. I see your point. But – Again, like that's what I'm saying. It's like yeah, they're they're playing, they're they're playing these pro ready talent guys and, and Trevor Lawrence and and uh, Justin Fields and and even 
Mac Jones. Honestly, I would take Mac Jones over Trey Lance. Zach Wilson, I don't know because, again, Mac Jones has played one year. Zach Wilson played two or three years at at BYU. Trey Lance has played FCS teams. Joe Burrow had one great year. Mac Jones had one pretty darn good year. Not great, but pretty darn good. Right. And Cam Newton the same way. He was at Auburn. He played one great year. Right. I mean, he right. went to Juco and played. Right. Played. And then on the flip side, Ryan Leaf had a great year. Okay. And and Jamarcus Russell had a great year. And Vince Young had a great year. And Chris Lee. Who? He won a national championship. Chris who? Lee. Chris oh, Lee. yeah. He yeah. Poor Tebow. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I, I saw Chris Lee play. He was uh, Football Tim, uh, Tim Tebow had great years. Troy Smith. Troy Smith, yeah. But that, what I'm just, saying is, I, I guess what I'm saying is, I agree with that part of the race on this. People can have great years and not pan out the NFL, but so can the flip side. But what I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, I can see why they're hesitant about fields. Like I said, I would pick them ahead of Trey Lance and Zach Wilson because of the level of competition and what we've seen fields is capable of doing as a Clemson, six touchdowns, one interception. But I can also see their point of, man, you look at those games, and you know how it is. The scouts, they look at those games, and they're like, man, that looks bad. Are we willing to put our job on the line for that? So I, I, I understand they they look at this year because it's the most recent year, but looking at this year would be unfair to, to, um, to Justin Fields because Justin Fields – he had bad games, but he he didn't have time with the team. He didn't have time to practice that much with the team because Kevin Warren is a freaking dunce. He's a stooge saying, well, we're not going to play. Okay, we'll think about playing. Well, we, we're, we're still thinking about playing. Okay, yeah, now we'll play. You know, seven games into the season already, these other teams have played, and here are only playing yeah, but six games. Possibility of possibly losing a few. Look, I, I get it. I'm a USC fan. I get it. We played, you know, so many games too. But Raceland, I would get more on board with that if their first game was against a team that's already been playing six. They played against the Big Ten. You were all in the same playing field. They had the same amount of games. That that didn't become a factor. That's why. That's why he struggled because these other teams they 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 weren't playing great football either. Michigan so won two, three games this year, and their Michigan, Michigan never, Michigan right. hasn't been below five hundred in a long time. But Rayson, that Northwestern was the Big Ten championship game. He was zero for two. Okay, I get that. He had one bad game. He had more than one. He had two. He had two. Okay, he had two bad games. But when you he only play, he had two bad games. You're telling me that that Trevor Lawrence doesn't have bad games? Oh, he's had bad it, games, but let me tell you something. Trevor that's Lawrence. That's what I'm saying. Years. Trevor Lawrence is three years. Have been that bad? He's taken the team to the playoffs three times out three. Yeah, so hasn't Justin Fields? He took him twice. Look, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Is that you can't? It's it's hard to base this year off of. And I get it. You got to you got to do it for every quarterback. So fine, you know whatever the scouts. But look at previous years too. Trevor Lawrence this year struggled a little bit, not much. He struggled a little bit. Previous Trevor years Lawrence also missed two games. Yeah, he. Oh, okay, sure. I don't he think missed he two games. That much. 
he he should have been in the Heisman running. If he, in fact, if he would have played those two games, then he probably oh, no, would have been the Heisman. Oh, I agree. I agree. So, okay, so, so then you look at two years ago and a game or two where he struggled. What quarterback doesn't? He won the national championship as a true freshman. Okay, yeah, I get that, but that doesn't mean you're not going to have bad games. Well, I mean, you're going to have bad games. I agree with you. No one's perfect. But right. what I'm telling you, you're missing my argument. No, I, I see your argument. And, and so, but, but the argument I can't get on board was, well, those 20, you can't use this year against them. Yeah, you can. They still played. It's not like they started the year out with Clemson. It's not like they started the year out with a team that's played five, six games in. They played the same schedule. Everyone is new. So, and they, he struggled. It's okay to have bad games. But what I'm saying is we can't just say, well, well he didn't have time. I can't get on board with that because neither did his opponents. But right. He's, right. But, and that, no, and, and that's why I said, that's why I said they all struggled this year. The Big Ten was not great this year because they didn't have time with their teams. While I get that, that that still doesn't make much sense to me because that's yeah. I, okay, I get it. If if Fields is so great, then he shouldn't have had these bad games. Oh, fine, whatever. I, I mean, I, I understand that. But again, that's what I'm saying. These other quarterbacks have bad games too, with with time with their team. Then I get that. Yeah, I mean, I. Well, let me time with the team is important. I'm not taking that away, but what I'm saying is, it's we got when it comes to evaluating these guys. Like I said, we're all in agreement. I feel should go in front of Trey Lance. Like I think he should go in front of Zach Wilson too. I agree, but I I do see the hesitance on it. If we're going based off just I mean, stats, you're taking Mac Jones over Justin Fields. I mean, he's 41 touchdowns against four interceptions. Uh, the reason I don't pick Mac Jones is because he's a statue no, back saying, in the pocket. I know, he can't he move. Had, yeah, he had, he had one year. Mason is just going off of stats, which is what I think he's just trying to do, right? No, I'm definitely not going off stats. Hell no. Okay. Well, then if, I was going, if I was going off stats, then, yeah, Mac Jones would be number one, but that's not going to happen. He's too much of a statue. Oh, no, exactly. My mistake, I thought you were going just based off of no, staff, no, 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 I'm going off of production and not just this past season. I'm going off of what we've seen and what we have on film. And that's yeah. what I think a lot of scouts, I'm not going to say a lot of scouts do. That's what a lot of these analysts look at is just the film from, from this past season. And they're not looking, they're not looking at film from also two, three years ago that we've seen. But I think what these teams can do. They're looking at film this season because this is what we're getting. Well, and, you can't and, say, I, well, and I agree. You can't and I, no, and I completely. 617, Justin Fields. Okay, right. So, you, okay, no, I agree. You're looking at film from this year. So why is Trey Lance fourth? He played two games. Because Two they, games. They he played. Yeah. He had great games, sure, but they're against terrible teams. They're against they, Jamestown State. They, they didn't get a season, though. You guys eventually did. I mean, it's a half a season. And that's all, sure? and that's and that and that's Fields' fault. I'm not saying it's it. Fields' fault that he that he that he's going to look at as the quarterback that's going to fall. I mean, because of it. Unfortunately, Zach he, Wilson's he, name didn't start coming up in, in in the conversation until the end of two seasons ago. After he won, his, after he won his uh, uh, um, bowl game. Well, Fields really did. And start picking up until end of last year. Sure. 
Now, I, I I say about middle last year, and and again, even even he so, should have left he, last year. He would have probably been a number one pick last year. Well, two number two pick. He wouldn't have been picked in front of Burrow, but he might have been no. picked too. He, he has a better chance now, apparently, because he had a better chance last year than now. What it looks like, yeah. Well, and uh, again, hindsight, you couldn't tell that this was going to happen. Right, I well, agree. Okay, he couldn't leave last. Year. He couldn't leave last year, anyways, because he was he, he wasn't he was just a sophomore last year. He could have left last year. No, no, he wouldn't. No, he wasn't Richard. No, he wasn't. No, he was not. He was not Richard. He could have came back. He could have came out because that was the whole thing. He decided to come back. Yeah, I'm telling you, he could have left last year. No, he couldn't have. He I'm was a sophomore last right year. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. He was a junior. He was a junior this past season. He is just a true junior. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He couldn't have left last year. I thought for sure. Yeah, I thought. No. Because I thought the no. whole deal was he could have left. Well, I no, he couldn't have left last year. Over in Georgia. No, he no. got out of Georgia. He transferred out of Georgia. He, right? Yeah, he transferred out of Georgia. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he, yeah, he couldn't have left last year. But that's, and so, again, that's what I'm saying. It's like he, he, he was in a new system, whole new team two years ago. So that's why it took him a minute to, to be in the ranks of great quarterbacks that are, are going to be drafted in the NFL to where Zach Wilson had been the starter at BYU for uh, the, the previous year, I believe he was the starter. And again, not until just two seasons ago that he started to really put his name in the hat. And because BYU went undefeated for so long, Uh, we're going to have plenty of time to discuss this. Our time is, I mean, we're way over time, but we always are nowadays, it seems like. So we're going to have to wrap this podcast up. Um, so let's go ahead and do our final thoughts. And, like, guys, we're going to have plenty of time. We're, we have two months before the draft, so I'm sure we'll get more heated discussions as time goes along. But let's go ahead and start with you, Rachel, since you have the, the blood pumping between our back-and-forth argument. Uh, what's your final thought? I'll have one. I'm sitting this one out. All right, Brayson's taking a break. Uh, My blood pressure's already rising. I, I, I can feel it. This is why we can't record on Saturdays. No, no, it, we, this would have happened on... Well, I can't say it would have happened on Thursday because we didn't see this mock draft until... Yeah. Uh, I just didn't see it until just now, but still. All right, so Brayson's blood's pumping. We don't have, want him to have a heart attack. I'll, I'll find <laughs> one. Just give me a second to cool off a minute. Yeah, we'll give you a moment there, buddy. Don't you worry. All right, Pat, what's your final thought? My final thought is going to be about the Browns and the cornerback situation. We need – now, I, I'm pretty sure the Cardinals are probably going to franchise Tag Peterson or sign him. Um, but, however, I do not think they do that with Drake or Patrick. I wouldn't mind getting him. He – has done pretty good for the Cardinals. Let me go back and uh, look at this stat. That I'm, I'm, I might not be able to do one because he's talking about, and I, I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing. This is like another topic he's trying to bring up. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna argue. I'm not gonna argue. But, but Drake I, Kirkpatrick did not do well with Arizona. Not as well as what you might think. Well, and I get that. I get that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and mute my mic real quick so I can. I can just stop talking. Yeah. He's still good enough to where I think he won't expect too much money. And it'll it'll be 
Hmm, no, I can't really say that, because that's not true. You know what? I revoked my previous statement, because I just gave it more thought. Grayson, you can chime back in here if you'd like. You're smiling on that camera, I see you. Yeah, because I knew I, I, he, Dirk Patrick is not what he was in Cincinnati. I know, I know. And I, I, I was like, well, I can't really say he's better So than do we Brady. want to come back to you, or do we want James to go first? No, nah, I come back to okay. James, you go first. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and have a final thought of uh, the Houston drama continues. Okay. Um, the releasing of Duke Johnson is not that surprising. Um, but getting rid of their center, who was their star la- starter last year, that kind of is weird. So, because race when we just had a, t- a, a long, dis- wealthy discussion about centers when, when we were talking about the Cardinals and who they're going to replace and find, it's hard to find a gr- good center nowadays. Nowadays. So, I think, I don't know, this, the saga continues, and we all think it's fun and games, but, it, and... Technically, it is. I mean, it's funny to all of us, because we're not involved, but, yeah, I think this situation is just getting more ridiculous as we go along. No, oh, yeah, it is. It is. All right, I have mine, if uh, if Pat's still not ready yet. Ah, go ahead. Huh? Go ahead. Yep, go ahead. Okay. I have All right. to, but go ahead. Okay. So I talked earlier about no running back should be taken top 15. Um, now, I say that because I believe it to be true. So pick 16 is where it can start for me and be okay with. No, not, not going to be biased here because, my, because the Cardinals pick at 16 – but if the Cardinals, I don't think they will. There's too many other positions to need filled, and and running back, not necessarily one of them. Uh, but if if they don't want to bring back Kenyon Drake, I wouldn't be upset with a Najee Harris or, or Travis Etienne at at 16. I wouldn't be. I'm not might not be the happiest, but those are guys that we could bring in. The Cardinals could bring in and help really set up and help Kyler Murray. Okay. Okay. All right, Pat, your final thought, and then send us home. Josh Gordon is joining Johnny Manziel in the fan-controlled football. I, I'm i kind of excited about the fan-controlled football. I like it. Have, have you have watched any of it? I have. Have either of you seen it? No. I'm, I'm, trying, to find, I'm trying to pull I'm it up right seen. now, though. And I, I'm not interested. You're not interested? Okay, well, then I won't spend too much time talking about it. But, yeah. I mean, it, good for them. I mean, it's like a second chance type thing. So that's that's good. I mean, they get to do what they love. And, you know, the fans interact with it. And that's great. But you guys should definitely check it out if you haven't. Oh, I'm watching it right now, actually. Okay, good. It's, like a, mixture, it right it's like a mix between WWE and arena football. Yeah. Why do you say that? Because if you, because like the clips I've seen, I've seen the team entrances that come down a ramp. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm seeing that. Back. But then also, there's like scenarios where they do one on one catching drills and they have the spotlight on. It's it's weird. It's, it's not, not football. It's weird. I think it's a look. It's another option, but 
I don't know. It's there's just something fun. To I do. just think there's so much. Like you have the NFL, then you got Canadian, then you got you know the XFL coming back next year. Good. And then you got the arena leagues. Like this is like six down. I was the road. say, I say, you're 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 an arena league fan there, James. And I think we all are. Does, yeah, but does this technically count as a league? Per this is se? not even a league. No, it's well, no, it, it it is a league, but it's the same teams. That's I mean, the same four teams. Yeah, I get it. I, I understand why you would say that. Football but was there for a while. That's not but, a league. That's a group. But look, it's a group of guys getting together to play football every week. I think exactly. I think it's a great idea because guess what? It's reading those. It's reaching those fans that want to sit back and have a beer and eat chicken wings. Like I bet I could call it winning play. Yeah, exactly. Which, which right now, which right now, it's funny. I, I'm watching it, and uh, the Zappers just scored a touchdown. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe that wasn't a touchdown. I can't. I, I have it muted, obviously, so I can't tell. But right. uh, Johnny Manziel's not out there right now. No. no so this. <laughs> this is funny. Yeah. See, exactly. No. It's just it's for a laugh, man. It's fun. It's not meant to be taken I mean, seriously. Like look, one one thing I'm we need to, to talk about. One thing I would like to talk about, hopefully next week is, it, it was what Shannon Sharp said about Manzel. Oh no. So and we'll talk about that. We might talk. We might touch on that next week. We might not. We'll see. Depends on how the week looks. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, on that note, Raceland, take us out of here. All right. Uh, what? Take us out of here. Let's all right. Well, I know you said it was Pat's turn. Oh, I changed my mind. Oh, okay. So, all right. This, that's been uh, this episode of Your Favorite Football Podcast. I'm Raceland along with Pat and James. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.